Today, we speak with Noelle Baker, who got forced into retirement when she was 64 years old. She wasn't ready for it, and like many retirees, became depressed. She didn't let that stop her, though, and soon was up and about rocking her retirement. Listen to today's episode to hear how she's made friends through her community's recreation center and how that keeps her healthy not only with her body, but also with her socially. You can do it too. Listen how on today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. Today's guest is Noelle Baker, who grew up in Minnesota, and she attended college at the University of Minnesota. After college, she worked for about a year before she got married, and then in 1970 moved to Colorado with her husband, where she spent the next eight years raising her two children, and she was very involved in politics. And don't let me forget to ask you about that, Noelle. All right. Okay, once once she and her husband divorced, she had to get a job. She worked a few different jobs, including working at a bill collecting agency and also as a counselor at a detox center for alcoholics. She worked as a senior administrative assistant for KPMG, which is an accounting firm for 26 years. And the firm decided to downsize in the fall of 2009, and then Noelle was forced to retire. Noelle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So it sounds like you went from working about 2,000 hours a year to nothing. Is that sort of how it worked with you? That is exactly correct. Yes. So how was that? I mean, that for a lot of people can be very traumatizing. What? How did you handle that? Um, it was. It was traumatizing. Um, I, what I did was I focused on the good news about it. And the good news about it was that I got to sleep whenever I wanted to. That's nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to get um, up at five o'clock yesterday morning, so I'm I'm envying you. <laughs> yes, that I got to do things that I didn't normally do. Like, give me an example. Like what? Like work in politics, and I worked at a phone bank, and I did a donation, my very first, to a political campaign, and so, and this was two thousand and nine, I guess you would say. Was this a volunteer job that you took, or was it a paid job after you... Um... Oh, it was definitely a volunteer job. Right after you retired, or how soon after you retired did you do that? Oh, I would say within three months. There I oh, was. So right away. Yeah, right away. And the other thing that I got to do was I got to um, go to the rec center. The recreation center? Right, which I had never, ever done. I'd never done a lick of, you know, exercising at all, ever. (laughs) You know, I was one of those women that say, well, I don't have the time. I mean, I was skinny. That was not an issue. But I also was a smoker, and I gave that up, which made me gain weight. I started going to the rec center five days a week 
Wow. Monday through Friday. I bet you were sore when you first started. I was. I was indeed sore. Nowadays, I only really go three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I get there about 11.30. I leave an hour and a half later. Okay. Let's go back to when you first retired because I want some of my listeners to understand what happens when you have a sudden retirement like the one that you had. Okay. A lot of the people, a lot of the people that I've interviewed have had gradual retirements. They sort of planned for it, but yours wasn't. It was 2000 hours a year to nothing. That's correct. So now think back to when you, this first happened, did you go through any kind of a depression or was it just, I'm going to pick it up and start volunteering. What, what was your mindset back then? I did in fact go through depression. However, I am not one to let that kind of thing really get me down. And so it was, I would say the depression lasted about a month. And after that, I, and gradually I had said to myself, Noel, <laughs> Noel, you must in fact focus on what's good about this. Because otherwise, you are going to drive yourself bonkers. Now, let me ask you a question, Noelle. Was your depression more related to the fact that you didn't have anything to do now? Or was it more related to the fact that I've lost my job? Both, actually. Both. So um, it was money and time yes. in your situation. Yes, okay. it was. And in fact, I was only 64 at the time. Things like Medicare were unavailable to me. Exactly. But you, did they have, I, now this was a few years ago, so did they have COBRA back then? They did. And okay. I got so lucky because I am one of the few people that you are ever going to speak to that actually got to use money from the government to help me pay for my COBRA. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I know. Neither had I. <laughs> Well, it's not really a money show, so we'll, um, if we have time, we'll talk about that. But let's okay. talk about the, the non-money aspects right now of retirement. So, so you did have a little bit of depression that was related to money, but also related to your time, because when we're working, we have something to do every day. You know, Correct. we get up and we go. So, so you were only depressed for a month. That's not a long time period for a lot of people that get depressed after they retire. So... And then within three months, you were volunteering. What gave you that idea? I think because it was available and they asked and I had the time. Okay. For once in my life, I had the time. It was terrific. I mean, and it didn't matter that I did, wasn't making money at it. That was so not a concern of mine. I did tell them that in, I didn't want to walk you know, they had people that walked from door to door, ugh, which just yeah. didn't sound like me at all. <laughs> that me neither. <laughs> I wanted to do the phone bank thing, and they said, terrific. And so three nights a week, I would go, and it was all very centrally located, 
to my home. And so that's what I did. Did you meet any people that you became friends with while you were doing that volunteer work? Or was it pretty much you go, you're on the phones and then go home? No, it's pretty much that you go and you're on the phone and then you go home. However, I will tell you that I did make friends with one fella and he was my boss. Much younger, much, much, much younger. <laughs> okay. I'm talking a good 50 years younger than 50, I. 50, zero, five zero. Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, okay. And so I became friends with him. And in fact, I haven't kept up that friendship to some extent because he did not live in Colorado. He was here... And that's one of the things that you learn very quickly about politics is that people in paid positions, and he was a a paid volunteer, frequently are not from the state that they're sent to work in. Mm. Frequently they're not. He was from the East Coast and had come to Colorado, had never, ever been here, did not know this place at all. And I think that was part of the reason that we became friends. He missed his family and didn't know anything about the place he had moved to. And I was more than willing to be that person, be part of the family and to let him know where in the world he was going and what he was doing. So like a surrogate auntie. You got it. Perfect. Yes. Wow, that's that's really that's really nice. So, one more question. Let's say you you were working and you were working in a big firm and you probably had lots of friends in that firm, right? Yep, exactly. And a lot of us use our work as our places to meet people. Did you have any kind of trouble now you're retired and all your friends are still working or what happened with friendships after you retired? To some extent, I kept up with them. You know, there were people who were devastated, as I was, initially, upon hearing that I was laid off. It's a permanent layoff, however. Mm -hmm. And so those people and I kept up via Facebook or email or whatever. Through the years, however, that's pretty much gone the way of all good things. That's one of the sad things about leaving a company. Many times your work friends sort of disappear after you're not with that company anymore. Yes, they do. So what did you do to find permanent friendships or did you have them before you retired? No, I did not. And in fact, I would say that the majority of my friendships come from this recreation center that I go to. because. We all talk to each other. Almost everybody who goes during the day is older, almost everyone. So there's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of talking. Consequently, I go to lunch once a month with the girls from the pool. There's bad news about that, too. People die. People Mm, die. When you start to get older, I know, you know, the average age of my church is probably 85. 
And my husband and I are the youngsters of the church. And at least once once a month, somebody is passing away. It's really sad. You get to know somebody and then they pass. But I wanted to say something about the rec center that you're going to. You know, my father and my stepmother, they used to be snowbirds. They would live in Alaska during the summer and for six months and one day. And then the rest of the time, they'd be traveling or living in Florida. As far as I know, they met almost all of their friends at the Alaska Club, which is a, it's an exercise, you know, kind of like 24 hours. Oh, sure. You know, Uh it's on the high end. If I remember correctly, they give you towels and they, they, it's a higher end gym. And it's funny, one by one, they're all moving to Florida, the same area. (laughs) And so they're all staying together and they all met at the Alaska Club. Isn't that funny? I understand that completely. I really, really do. And in fact, you know, when you find out that somebody at the recreation center lives in your neighborhood, I mean, the excitement level is just, I mean, it's <laughs> like, whoa, yay. It's, it's so odd. I've been to, oh gosh, three or four different homes. I go up the hill. When you say up the hill, you mean you go gambling, like slot machine gambling. Right. <laughs> Up the hill means that it's the gambling in Colorado is in the mountains. So we call that up the hill. (laughs) Okay. Not up the hill to ski, up the hill to gamble. No, that's true. (laughs) Okay. So so you've met a lot of friends at this rec center. Now, we, where I live, we don't have something as far as I know called a rec center. But we, you know, we have gyms and we have senior centers. And the senior centers many times have dance classes or things like that. Is that similar to your rec center? Very similar, yes. But is it all ages or is it mostly seniors? It is mostly, well, it's it's open to all ages. It's just that during the day, it's Uh predominantly seniors. Yeah. Because the younger ones are working, so that's that's why. And then on the weekends, is it mostly small children? The children come in and use the gymnasium. Okay. Um, for basketball or volleyball or whatever. And I almost never use the gymnasiums. And on the weekends, it's predominantly working people again. Okay. So Do they have I don't any... go that often on weekends. Right, because it's full of younger people. Right. You go when, when your crowd is there. Now, do they have any kind of an intergenerational program? I know that back in the day, you know, early 1950s or whatever, people knew their grandparents. But now people live all over the country, so they don't know their grandparents very well. You know, they might see them once a year or so. And so these intergenerational programs are popping up all over the country where you have senior communities mixing with grade schools. Oh, sure. Do you have that at the rec center? Do they have any sort of intergenerational programs where older and younger people get together? No. In fact, I've read in, because I I do read the newspaper on a daily basis. I'm one of the few. A physical newspaper or on an iPad? a physical newspaper, yes. (laughs) Yeah, physical. They have mentoring programs where older people will sometimes mentor or help a younger person with reading or whatever. So that's something that somebody could do in Colorado if they wanted to volunteer they could. with children. 
Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good. So no official intergenerational programs at the rec center, but they do exist in your community. Yes, they do. You just have to look for them. And so that's where you've met the majority of your friends is exercising and getting in shape. And did, did the exercise come first or did the quitting smoking come first? I quit smoking when I was still working. So in fact, that came first. Okay. So you yeah. already had started to think about your health before you retired. Oh, yes. <laughs> However, <laughs> not so much to the point where I was willing to go to a gym. And, you know, it's funny because I drove and I would drive by the street that I now turn on to go to my rec center. I bet I had traveled there thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> I never even knew that this place existed, let alone that I would one day be devoted to it. How did you um, find out about it? You know, it's really odd. I've tried to remember that, and I'm thinking that it's because on Thursdays, we get an addition to our newspaper, and it's called The Hub. I'm sure that I found out about this particular rec center. There are five rec centers in Lakewood, Colorado alone, which is where I live. Wow. And we're just a suburb of Denver. I wonder how many are in Denver. I have no idea. Probably None. a lot. <laughs> yeah, probably. They put a lot of time and money into getting these recreation centers approved on the ballot, whatever. I remember reading about them, and I tried out a couple. One of them is really close to where I live. However, I do not go there because their pool is cold water. And the pool that I go to is warm water, 93 degrees. Well, that that makes complete sense. And I think we do have something we don't have, to my knowledge, there's not a rec center where I live, but we do have a parks and recreation program and they do have exercise classes. They do have classes where you can learn something, you know, like maybe another language or knitting or sewing. So I, I, I think after having this conversation with you, I'm going to check it out. And I think you should. Yeah, thank you. Part of the reason why I do this show is I want to prepare myself for retirement. So we have a private Facebook group, which really anybody can join, where we have different days. And Wednesday is the health day. And that's the day where we post a picture or talk about something that we're trying to do, you know, maintain our health. or Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's just drinking water. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, right. And so we we try to make it fun on the on the private Facebook page, just to try to support people who are preparing to retire or who are already retired. Try to have right. a better retirement. Yep. So years and years yeah. and years ago, probably a good twenty years ago, my personal doctor, who by the way moved away, but I remember him saying to me. If you do nothing else, do drink a lot of water. So I am devoted to water. I gave up soda pop. You know, I have water with meals, water all the time, actually. I'm a water kind of girl. Well, water, you know, your body and your brain is made up a lot of water. Yes, it is. And a lot of people are thirsty and they think they're hungry. And hey, 
I'm overweight, so I can't really say that I'm perfect myself, but I'm trying to drink enough water, at least the eight glasses. I don't always make it, but but that's my goal. You know, I've got this 20-ounce water bottle, Very and my good. goal is to drink three of them a day. Oh, good. <laughs> I try. But you sound like you're really rocking your retirement. I think we had talked earlier that you like to travel. So tell me about that. And in fact, I do. A year ago, I made a trip to Utah to see Angie, my youngest. And then um, this year, in August, I'm going to Minnesota to see my sister. What I'd really like to do is take a cruise. That's what I would really like to do. Now, where would you like to go on this cruise? I don't even care. (laughs) I don't. It's the whole object of it would be for me, I don't know, the relaxation of it. I'll give you a tip because my husband and I were supposed to go to Cuba this year. And then we wound up with a big tax bill. And we were actually supposed to take two big trips. We'd like to try to take one big trip every year. Um, because there's a big age difference between my husband and myself. It's 20 years. So we like to take one big trip. But this year we had two big trips planned. We had a trip to Cuba and we had a bicycle trip in Germany. The bicycle trip was not our idea. It was my brother-in-law's idea. And I'm not really in very good shape. And so we started getting into shape for this bicycle trip. And, and um, then it turned out we had this giant tax bill. So we had to cancel both trips just because oh. the, the tax bill. But but then we were thinking, we're thinking, well, we still want to do something, but we need to do it on a smaller scale. So we're looking at taking a cruise in August. It is Turkey, Greece, and one other place. It's a Costco cruise. Do you, are you, are oh, you a Costco? No, I'm not a member. Well, it's it's on celebrity and it's very inexpensive. It's like seventeen hundred dollars for two weeks. Oh and wow! So right. So if there's a Costco near you, it might be worth it for. Or you could just go on celebrity dot com. Right now, traveling in that part of the world is they can't sell the seats because it's Greece and Turkey and somewhere else, and people are afraid to go. Right. And um, as a matter of fact. <laughs> We were afraid to go. We had a trip scheduled for earlier this year. Uh, at the end of last year, we canceled it because I didn't want to go. I'm like, ooh, Greece and Turkey. I don't know. I'm scared. And then a friend of mine who had gone recently to um, Israel said, Kathy, you can't be a chicken. If you live your life worried about what might happen, she said, you could go downtown San Diego and get killed. She said, well, that's never, true. Yeah, she said, you never know. So she said, Kathy, you should just do what you want to do and not be such chicken. And so I think my husband and I are going to take a cruise to, to Greece, which I've always wanted to see. We're probably going to get upgraded because the, the ship is not sold out and it's in August and usually ships sell out by, they're usually sold out by now. So yeah. now's the time. Now's the time to take a cruise. <laughs> Now is the time. You that can come with us. Funny. So where do you leave from? There's two cruises that we're looking at. And one, you fly in and out of Rome. And I would rather, I probably would rather do that because I'd rather fly out of Rome. And um, the other one, I think you fly into Rome and then you fly out of Turkey. And that's the one that freaks me mm. out. I don't want to fly out of Turkey. <laughs> with no, American I don't blame stuff. you. 
<laughs> I don't. I do not blame you. In fact, I can't even begin to tell you how angry I get. Every night on the news, they're, you know, they show some poor schlub that was in, you know, some Middle Eastern country doing their best to promote our country or promote whatever. And there they got arrested. I'm like, oh, my God, people. I do have to say one thing. I have a, I have a, a very dear friend who goes to Turkey several times a year. And she's American, and she loves it there. And she loves the Turkish people. And so I would like to go there, but I do have to tell you, I'm a big chicken. She's learned how to speak the language. Oh. Um, but she's, you know, she's she doesn't look Turkish. She, you know, looks, I don't know what Turkish people look like, so I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could pick a Turkish person, you know, out of an, a Canadian. Yeah, I'm not so sure I don't, that I could either. I, I don't know, but she goes and she loves it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know which one we're going to go to, but now's the time to take a cruise. So, yes, and I, I love cruising. And especially here in San Diego, where I live, you can cruise for less than $100 a day if you want to go out of San Diego to Mexico and back. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's cheaper oh, nice. than staying in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So that's another thing you could do. You could fly to San Diego and take a four, five, six-day Mexican cruise. <laughs> it's very inexpensive. <laughs> and have you ever done that? I did. Actually, I did. And... um and I took my assistant, and she loved it. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Yeah. Yes, she had a great time, and, and um, it was the first time that we had met in person, and because she's a virtual assistant, she doesn't live where I live. She had worked for me for five years, and I said, it's time that we get together and meet, and so we took, I can't remember if it's three or four days, her boyfriend came with her, and my husband came with me, and we got to meet each other a little bit, and it it was really great to get to meet her, and, and having oh, the cruise sure. was wonderful, because the thing with cruises is that you can get together, but you don't have to be together all the time, so when you take a vacation with somebody, and you're in a hotel, you're usually together 24 hours a day. Yes. And I don't know about you, but sometimes people can get on my nerves if I'm with them 24 hours. But with a cruise, there's so much to do. And oh, let's gosh, say, yes. That's right. And so you you can go with a friend. You can share a room if you'd like. And you can say, let's meet up at 4 o'clock to go to this thing. But I'm going to go do this and you go do that. So you don't have to be together 24 hours a day, but you can get together for the meals. Or right. you can get together for a show, but then on the rest of the time, you can go and do do your own thing. And that's sort of the, the cruises that I've been on. That's sort of, that's etiquette. It's fine. It's okay oh, for you to Oh, that's wonderful. That. Yeah. 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 So now does your rec center have these day, day, day trips that they do? They don't. However, we also have, in addition to the rec center, we have a senior center and they have day trips. And so frequently they are up the mountains to various sundry places, you know, depending on the time of year. It could be a Halloween kind of extravaganza or or Christmas or whatever. I've never been on one of those. However, I have been to that center 
mostly because there was a point in time after I was very first laid off that I was thinking, well, maybe I should get another job. And so I went to a job fair at the senior center. It so wasn't me. Well, you know, maybe your senior center is different than the senior centers I've been to here. You know, every community has its own personality, right? Right. And um, here, I love the senior centers. In fact, I was, I barely, I, I turned 50 this year, and so I think I'm barely eligible. <laughs> to yeah. Things. So maybe I'll start doing things at the senior center, you know. Every community is different, and that's why it's fun to interview people who live in a place that's not San Diego. Yes, I'm sure. Now, we've talked a lot about your experience and how you got out of it, but, you know, how you got out of the depression and what you're doing now. You're, you're traveling. You're taking short trips. You're thinking about taking a cruise. You've got a big circle of friends around you. So think back to when you first retired and think back to what you wish you would have known before you retired. And tell us what that is. That it gets better. And you know, what I find is that that's true of most everything in life. But you don't know that at the time. There are friends to be made. There are places to go and people to see and things to do. And, um, And it does get better. That's great to know. Thank you very much. Now let's fast forward a few years and let's say you're talking to somebody who's been retired for a while. Let's say you're talking to someone you haven't seen in a while. She's 70 years old. She's complaining that she has not having a very good retirement. She's not happy. What's the one piece of advice that you would give to her? Well, first of all, I would find out why she's not on why she's unhappy. If it's monetary, that's one set of problems. But if it's lack of friendship or... Yeah, let's just say she feels stuck. She's just stuck. You know, she's watching. She's just stuck. She doesn't know what to do with herself. Then I guess I would tell her that she needs to look around. She needs to open her eyes and, and look around at the possibilities, either for volunteering There are classes to be taken. I have made this comment to several people since I've been retired. I have no idea what I did before I retired because (laughs) I just find my days just go. They just go. They're gone. Zip zero. Nada. I mean, they're You're on the move. Yeah, I am all the time. Consequently, I think that people... They just haven't looked around enough. So look around and find something that you might enjoy and do it. Yes, you love, that you love. Find something you love and do it. Yep. Perfect advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Noelle. Well, you are so welcome. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fun. I did. And thank you again. And for my listeners, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com.
Are you buried in information regarding Medicare health insurance? Have you gotten a four-inch stack of mail regarding Medicare? Do you wish that you could find an experienced agent who works with multiple companies to assist you or your loved one? You're in luck. Medicare Quick starts each prospective client with a 20-minute informational webinar that describes the difference between Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare Insurance Supplement plans. Then, after you understand what type of plan matches your lifestyle, we help you decide which company suits your individual needs. Call 866-445-6683 for more information or go to the website medicarequick.com. Mention the word rock and we'll send you a cool stylus pen just for calling. Medicare Quick is not connected with the federal Medicare program. Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, and Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plan service areas vary. California license number 0797566. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show. And when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. 
make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.